0: Listeners of Come Lose and welcome to the first ep of 2023. It's me, Matty D, your host, Seafood Guy, Crematory Employee Number One. In your hearts, in your minds, here we go. Off to a good start, right? Everybody's got that got that January itch you're you're getting into the exercise maybe i should eat a little less of this maybe i should drink a little less of that you know if there's just one little thing that you're doing that's cool you don't have to do the the whole gym thing you don't have to kill yourself and compare yourself to other people if there's just i always like it i always like just kind of picking a new thing because it's a new year you're a a year further away from the day you were born you're getting older I'm getting older. We're we're I'm officially in my late 30s. 2023, 2024, these are the end of my 30s and then I'm going to be 40 and that is going to be a whole new ball game. So I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm I'm doing in the fitness update. I I got a I got a thing I'm doing for the next few weeks. We're going to see how it goes. I'll get there. How was your New Year's? Did you have a good New Year's? Did you do it? Did, did I I think I finally got to the point where I feel old because it was the first New Year's that I've never acknowledged? I did not acknowledge it. My wife did not. She was not in the mood for it. We weren't going out or doing anything. She goes, I don't want to fucking sit here and watch Dwayne Gretzky. Or watch my friends on a live stream dancing at someone's party. I can't do it again because that is what we've done the last two years of the pandemic. We've watched other people have fun. And it's been okay. It's been great. But something about it, we're almost at year three of the pandemic. And there was something about it. it was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just not even acknowledge it. There was no kiss at New Year's. There was no happy new, you know, we got some texts from people that we, you have to respond to those. But that was it. That was it. We just we it was just another day for us. It was another Saturday. We just watched stuff, hung out, ate food. It was great. It was just like our Christmas too. It was just like we we got to stay home for Christmas. And now I'm at the age where where I I'm done going to parents' places for Christmas Eve. I have a wife. She has a husband. We like to stay home. Even though we don't have kids, we don't have pets. We don't get goldfish. It's really nice because I've had to do a lot of running around since I was a 10-year-old kid, being a divorced 10-year-old kid, being a someone who was an only child, who got mixed into a blended family. I've had to go to a lot of different things. And it does wear you down, and I'm, I'm feeling that wear. I am feeling that holiday wear. And you think that you have the energy when you come back to the holidays every year. You think you got it, but something chips away. So I, I got to... We, we just got to consolidate things. You can't always get what you want, is what the stone said. I believe it. So we're in the new year. We got some opening turd stuff to talk about. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I, well, obviously, I've talked about Bell Let's Talk. I talk about that a lot on the podcast, and how much I hate it, and I've hated it. Since we rebooted it back in 2017, when, when I brought Podcast Fatboy back, which, by the way, we are now a full year into the rebrand of Come Lose It with Matt Duncan. I'm having the most fun I ever have with the podcast. I'm the most proud of it I've ever been. I went back and I listened to some old episodes, too. And I was just like, damn, I was recording on a little mic in the Charlie Bucket Studio on my phone. And it sounded great. Remember when I got those... I don't even want to talk about those fucking lav mics. But anyway, I'm getting off talking. Be- topic. <laughs> Let's go back to Bell Let's Talk. Didn't I not say on a previous podcast, what they need to do is stop the fucking retweet bullshit and just fucking pay a little bit more than you get from these retweets every year and just just commit that way. Don't turn it into some social media gimmick where everybody's saying, well, what's the big deal? Come on. Well, let's talk. Don't be afraid to talk about your problems publicly. So they finally did. They This is the year they said, you know what? We're not going to do the retweet thing. They're just going to take. They make usually make about eight million, which is I'm pretty shocked that they make eight million. That's a lot of fucking retweeting. I don't know if it's half of it and they're matching the other half. Anyway, they usually make about eight million. They're giving ten million, and that's a step in the right direction. Bell. Obviously, you guys sat down in a meeting and you realized that it doesn't look so good on a, a huge corporation promoting their business on the back of people's struggling mental health, especially going through a pandemic when anxiety's getting worse for people. It's just, it's a shitty thing. you are I know you're a bit of a shit company, and hey, you know, I've been in two Bell commercials as an actor. I, I, I'm very grateful for being in them and, and getting paid, you know, because I like to get that Hollywood sniff, you know? That's the one thing. When you do a commercial, and I know I've talked a lot about it, it's like I don't know if commercials are in showbiz or is it an advertising thing, but when you get those residuals, that's that Hollywood sniff, okay? You get some of that green Hollywood sniff, and I just got a nice, nice check from an American commercial I did. So it's been playing in the states. If you're in the states, if you're in America, I am in a Frontier ad, which is a cable company there. You've been seeing me for the last couple of years. And they picked it up again, which is just, it never happens to me. I'm never the guy that gets the commercial. I've done a lot of commercials, a lot. But I I never get the ones that give you all the residuals, and you get it for three years. And, And like I've heard actors talking about how they're so dependent on their commercials, whether it voice or TV, getting picked up year after year for their income. And I'm like, what? I barely make it out of the minimum six months. Rarely. So it's been cool to finally have an American commercial that's panned out for me a little bit because I've had two American commercials that didn't fucking air. And you know, you're getting promised all this money, money, money. All I got paid for was the session because it didn't air. They cut me. They cut my spot twice. So when that third, this was my third American national, I said, I ain't going to fucking. Hold the flame to this job. We'll see. And sure enough, that first year, I was like, it's a little bit better than a Canadian spot. A little bit. But now that Hollywood sniff came around. That fucking Hollywood sniff came around in the second year, and now it's that American job. Now, granted, it's not like the old days with American nationals in the commercial world. It's not like the old days where you're you're making 84K, 100K, buying a house with your residual. It ain't like that. But it's given me some breathing room. If my day job isn't bringing in the money like it's always a bit of a slow start for that job that i have so it gives me a little bit of room it gives me a little bit of time to breathe at the beginning of the year the first quarter of the year which i i'm happy about it that that made me feel a lot better starting the year that way so that i can kind of focus maybe on maybe on some health things you know i'll get into that in the fitness update i got a lot to talk about it in the fitness update So I'm going to try and, and it's the first, you know, it's episode 91. It's the first episode of 2023. We're technically going into the 10th year of the podcast when I did the first recording in Manitoba in October of 2013, but we'll call it 2014 because that was episode one of Podcast Fatboy. And it's funny, if you go back to that first episode where I had Dr. Alex Schwartz on, my old high school buddy, who was going to kind of check in and, See how, the, you know, I'd get him on. I, I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him in nine years. And it's just, uh, you know, the way it goes. It's no ill will. I see him on social media or whatever sometimes, but he never chucked, he had checked back in, especially because after seven episodes, I stopped for two years. So it's not on him, it's not on me. He became a doctor. But he said right in that thing, it, it, it's diet, because I have no problem with working out. I've been working out a lot. But the diet thing, the mindless snacking seems to be my big problem. And also alcohol. You know, like sometimes I drink a little too much booze. So I got some big things coming up in the next three weeks here. And we're going to talk about that more. But just before we move on to some birthdays, because it's a new year and people need a little bit of that birthday twizzle. You need a little bit of that that birthday twizzle on, I think it was, okay, I'll tell you on new year's, my wife and I eat a gummy. We've, you know, these gummies are low dose, barely over six milligrams for gummy people in the marijuana world. These don't do anything for them, but if your brain's on fire, like our brains are, you just need a little touch and that brain on fire will do the rest. So I like to think that if I do a six milligram edible, it's on par with someone doing a 25 milligram edible. <laughs> it can really go that way for me because I have to give up that control for a bit and then my brain starts to melt. But it's been nice. It's been nice. You know, it's just it's a it's a, it's a slight buzz. You're you're maybe stoned for two hours and then it's gone. And, it, you know, you, you get on the other you know, downside of it and it's over. So, we're having these gummies, and we're, you know, we've been watching Chippendales. There's like this Chippendales show. I didn't really know anything about Chippendales, but Kumail Nanjiani has this show about the uh, miniseries about Chippendales and, and the, the history of it. And he plays the guy who created it and how it ended in tragedy and murder. And, and it's, it's a pretty crazy story. Juliet Lewis is in it, right? And Juliet Lewis, I love Juliette Lewis, but she's a fucking weirdo. There's something just strange about Julia Lewis that I you know it's great to see someone especially a female in Hollywood weird like that done great roles great movies but there's one movie and you know you can't make these movies anymore but she was in a movie called The Other Sister where she played someone I'm not going to say they had uh, she had uh, a down syndrome but she was developmentally challenged and back then, th- those were those were the roles you were trying to get. And Giovanni Ribisi was also playing someone. They're playing a couple of developmentally challenged people. Let's just say. So we popped on a trailer to <laughs> of that movie, which is a Gary Marshall movie, which was even more weird and has like Diane Keaton in it. It is fucking crazy to watch that movie like you can't you can't be making those movies anymore you can't be playing people like that anymore if you watch the trailer for the other sister you're going to be like holy shit like you that shit ain't getting made in this climate ever again so we like went through a bit of a wormhole with all these we, we watched the I am Sam trailer watched Rain Man It's like they can't make those movies anymore. They fucking can't make those movies anymore. All right, before we move into the birthdays, let's just, let's get some of the, I'm fucking tired of this anti-vax shit. Anytime someone dies, fucking anti-vax people stand up. A football player didn't die, but he fucking got hit in the chest in a football game and he went into cardiac arrest from a, Hard blow to his chest. It can happen. It's happened in hockey to a guy named Chris Pronger. I remember when he took a slap shot off the chest and it stopped his heart. Fucking crazy. can happen. Happened to this guy. Died on the field. They brought him back. Died again at the hospital. He's out of the hospital now. He fucking survived. And then Lisa Lisa Marie Presley, pardon me, just died. Dropped dead. Anti-vaxxers are jumping up. Well, we don't even know if she was vaccinated. She apparently had a family history of heart trouble. She had addiction issues. She's been going through a lot of depression because her son killed himself. There's there's so many other reasons that she could have died at 54 years old that has nothing to do with the fucking vaccine. Jesus, is this where we fucking are? It was just trying to save your life. That's all the vaccine was trying to do. Not fucking track you, plant shit on you. Just save your life. That's all it was trying to do. Trying to keep that long COVID off. God damn it. People just are fucking relentless. And it just doesn't seem like this shit's gonna go away, is it? It's just gonna be fucking that little cyborg cross eyed Jamie Soleil is gonna be up our ass for the next 20 years. Why couldn't she get Tanya harding <laughs> Tanya, are you, are you still in business, girl? Tanya, are you still in business? All right, we got some birthdays. Not a lot of hot ones here. But Lin-Manuel Miranda is 43. You know him as the creator of Hamilton. I haven't seen Hamilton. I know you can watch it online now. They did like it. it it's not the same. And it, uh, if I'm going to see Hamilton I want to see it with the original guy. I don't want to see you got to you got to get that opportunity and I I'm not that interested, you know? Like I, I got no problem with musicals, but he's 43. I feel like it's overhyped. Happy birthday, John Carpenter. The I always think this guy's dead. Why do I he's still alive. John Carpenter's 75 years old. Original Halloween the thing is fucking great and if you watch any interview with John Carpenter he does not give a shit about showbiz or fucking the press and anything that's what's fucking awesome about John Carpenter I hope he's not a prick to work for I hope he's I hope he's just like a solid director that doesn't belittle you like I don't know Ivan Reitman would Ethel Merman <laughs> she died the year of my birth 38 years ago She'd be like 113 or something. Now, Ethel Merman, come on, she's a legend, folks. You gotta honor these people even when they're gone. Like Aaliyah, Aaliyah who died like a a week or two before 9-11. She'd be like 43 today, 44. Dear God, who else we got on the docket here? Mason Gamble, you're not gonna know his name. You ain't gonna know his name. He's 37 today. What do you think he did? I could tell right away looking at his face. Mason Gamble was Dennis the Menace. You know, you love it. Walter Matthau, back in 93 or something like that. I remember that movie. I think I owned that movie on VHS. Mason Gamble, that little, you little prick. There was a lot of little prick kid movies that came out in the early 90s. Problem child. Just little bastards, and now as you get older and you have to be around kids and see how they are, it just—I don't know if I—if I have the willpower to watch those movies in my adult years. I don't know if I do. Who else is there? What do we got here? David Chochak? David Chokachi? Chokachi? David Chokachi? You might remember him. He's 55 for Baywatch. You remember him, mid-90s. He wasn't an original dude, but he came in. He finished it off. Heroin chic pioneer Kate Moss is 49 today. Kate Moss, did she date Johnny Depp? She did, yeah, because she talked on the trial. I kind of see a similarity between them in looks, which is a little perverse. I got to say, Johnny, it's a little perverse. You and Kate Moss look a bit alike. You kind of got those eyes. And, you know, I'll give you an entertainment one. Paul Blart came out in 2009. Paul Blart Mall Cop, which pretty much solidified that Kevin James is someone we can't take seriously ever again. Fitness Update. All right, guys, let's get to this Fitness Update. There is a lot for me to get to today. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. As you know, it being like the first pod of the year, a lot of pressure on fitness podcasts to have resolutions, to be getting on a new routine. I'll just tell you some of the things that I I purchased. I did buy some leg weights, to put on my ankles so that I can do some, you know, know, sometimes I like to just jump around, jump up, jump up and get down, jump, jump. Sometimes I just like to put on some music and jump around. It's funny I have a playlist for it, but I don't have that song on it. I should put that song on it. So I got some leg weights just so that I can add a little bit of resistance. Light resistance, I'm always looking for something. You know, I'm not I'm not getting the weighted vest or anything yet. But it's good to it's good to put a little uh, put a little bit more on because, you know, going into the end of the year of 22, and then into January, I was working out a lot, okay? I think I worked out maybe 10 to 12 days straight, which is pretty crazy for me, and it's something I don't recommend because you do need rest days, and that is the problem with the Apple Watch, the fitness part of it, is it doesn't encourage rest days at all, and it kind of shames you when you do take one, and that's always bothered me. There's new apps coming out now for the Apple Watch and for Apple that are a little more catering to the rest day, which it's just important for your body, your mind. You need to heal. You need to heal. I like to exercise. I like to feel that pain. I like to feel that, like, oh, I, I want to stop. I, you know, I like getting that feeling because I know there's relief. I know this is a small period of time, and there's going to be relief, you know? So, I like that. But I've been working out all this time. And the the diet thing for me, my wife brought it up the other day, but it's like, I think I get into these grooves of mindless snacking. Because you know, you got a lot of shit on your mind. If you live in this time, you've got shit on your mind. And sometimes I'll like finish a workout and I'll go into the kitchen and I'll get some hummus. I'll get some, like, crackers or I'll get, you know, whatever. I'll be dipping. I've got some carrot, Whatever, you know. I'll, and then I'll just be dipping and eating, dipping and eating. And you're yeah, by the end of the day, you're eating too much hummus. You're eating chips, whatever. You know, I've got a problem with that. And then I've got a problem with, like, we had Indian food the other night. And it's like, I couldn't stop eating it. It was hurting me. And I was like, fuck, I just. I could probably stop, you know? So I fucking, I've been seeing these ads and I've been thinking about fasting for a long time. Now, I know. I know, I know, I know. Everybody has an opinion about body fasting, intermittent fasting. But I'm going to try it. There's one called Body Fast. I looked into it. Took a peek around. It's not on you to count calories. It's just like trying to get you to consistently stay to certain times where you eat and you don't eat. Doesn't really bring calories into it. It gives you recipes for food if you want to eat healthier and stuff. But it's trying to promote these times where your body can be engaging in something beneficial when it's not digesting so hard all the time eating three meals a day having them be big it's so fucking bad for you and then like the small meals whatever like i i'm on the fence with the small meals several times a day i don't want to fucking eat all day i don't and i kind of do fast a little bit because the way it's set up you put in information yes you, you they ask you a bunch of questions and everything. And then it's like, okay, well, why don't you do the beginner one? Let's ease you into fasting. And all it really is is like, I just got to have my last meal by 8 p.m. to start. And then I break fast the next morning at 10 a.m. That's pretty easy. That's not terrible. Now, after a few days, it's going to push up to noon is when I'll break the fast. And they say that you're allowed to have black coffee Can have a cup or two cups of black coffee while you're fasting. Obviously, drink as much water as you want. They encourage a lot of water drinking, herbal tea, just stuff that doesn't have any additives or sugar, you know. And you don't have, you can't have any of that while you're fasting. Definitely not sugar. I need to reset my body. I need to reset my mind and my relationship to food, because. It's just too all over the place right now, and I've been thinking a lot about this for many years. I used to be a trainer. I I tried the five two diet very briefly. This 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 app has like doing this beginner New Year one, and then when it's done in three weeks, I can do the five two diet, which is just fasting twice a week. It won't. I don't think it'll be as beneficial. So I I don't know. I'm gonna see how it goes because. I'll be honest with you, I haven't even fast yet, and I felt like shit today, I don't know if it's my body preparing for it, I don't know if I'm getting, you know, you just you get up when you're 38 and you feel like shit sometimes, and so I'm going into this fast kind of like uh, already tired, but I'm going to give it a shot. The good thing about it is that they, they have an option where you can have a joker day once a week, which is where you break the the fast. You, you don't fast at all for one day if you want. It just prolongs the program by a day if you do it. So if it's a three-week program, it'll extend it by three days if you're doing it once a week. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to worry about the joker day quite yet. I was going to kind of want to save that for a weekend thing if I wanted to. But I want to see how it feels. You know, get up tomorrow break my fast and think about my relationship with food, right? So that's what I'm going to be doing and the next podcast that I do will be at the end of the month, it'll be in a couple of weeks. So I'll be almost done the 3 weeks I think or are we into that last week and I'll see where I am. Because I look, I the good thing about it too is it's really trying to softly Be careful with you getting obsessed with weight and stuff like that, right? It says, do not weigh yourself more than once a week. Do not weigh yourself more than once a week. Max once. Weigh in at the beginning of it in the morning, which I did. And you know what? I'm the heaviest I've ever been. I'm 232. That is the fucking heavy. When I moved here into this house like almost three years ago, I was 208. I lost a lot of weight. When I live with my in-laws. <laughs> so I, I need to get back to this place. Because this isn't this isn't uh this isn't where I wanna be. I don't want to go into my forties as like an overweight guy. You know, I'm, I'm having all these back issues and I gotta I gotta make a change. I gotta change my my thing with food. I'm not gonna starve myself because when you know when that fast time is off like I'm not going to worry about restrictions and stuff when I'm eating food during the time when it's when I'm allowed to eat so trust me I'll eat and that's all I'm going to worry about right now and I do my best to make it healthy but we'll see how it goes because I just have a good feeling about it who knows we'll see where it goes Don't fucking judge me. Health Health news. News that is health related. Okay, we got a couple topics to talk about here. Okay, we got a silly one. And we got a bit of a bummer one. Okay. The first, let's do the bummer one first. Just get it out of the way because we are still in this COVID-19 thing. Now we are almost three years away from the outbreak that changed the world forever. And I'm sure you've seen not as many masks going around. Apparently before Omicron came in, only 15% of Canadians have had experienced COVID. And once that variant came in, it was up to like 70, 75% of Canadians have, have gotten that Omicron. There's not many of us left that haven't had it. My wife, me, uh possibly a friend i don't know it's hard to say because some friends have gotten sick but the the rapid test didn't didn't bring it up but the rapid tests haven't always been good with some of these variants there have been proven to be proven to be pretty ineffective actually and we've got a lot of them in our cupboard but i'm trying to swab as much as i can i've never had a positive test yet had some shitty days i kind of felt like i was getting sick last week you know I was sneezing and stuff a bunch but seemed to disappear quite quickly but the question is in this health topic is it, are we at, in an endemic yet is the pandemic over and are we in an endemic well an epidemiologist might have your answer
1: a Winnipeg epidemiologist says it's still too early to call COVID-19 an endemic. Cynthia Carr says province-wide mandates may not be warranted anymore under the Public Health Act, but keeping immunization and mask requirements in some places like personal care homes still makes sense, even after restrictions ease by March 15th. Carr says infectious diseases are considered endemic when their seasonal cycles or patterns are predictable.
0: We don't have a lot of surprises uh, when there's endemic circulation. I don't think that we're at a stage yet where we would say we're not um, anticipating there could be more surprises uh, with COVID-19. But certainly I see that we're, we're moving in that direction. Okay, so you heard it there, folks. We're not there yet, but it looks like we're heading there. And there are some worries about when it does get called an endemic because then people are going to go, oh, well, it's like the flu. So we can move on. Everyone can stop wearing fucking masks. And it's just, it's there. You get sick, you get over it, and you're fine. That's the problem with endemic. And it's not just a scientific thing. It's not like they're going to look at the wastewater. They're going to look at hospitals or deaths. It, it It's there's so much like political shit tied into calling it an endemic. I don't know. I'd like to believe that that it's not endemic uh, that it's a pandemic and then it would just go away. That's the hope, right? But it looks like it's just the variants of this thing it just keeps it keeps fucking around. <laughs> you know when those variants fuck around? It seems like that keeps happening. And hopefully, the more that we get, a you know, the more it's, it splits up into more variants, it just becomes a little less lethal. You get your shot. Maybe it is just a once a year shot. And that's it. You know? I don't know. I'm really not looking forward to the day when we call it an endemic. Because you, and I'm guilty of this too, but you see how people react to the flu. You see how people think about flu shots. So I think this is a little more dangerous than the flu because the the flu has been becoming different variants for a very long time since the Spanish flu. This one has only been in three years. And it seems like the long COVID thing is a lot more prevalent than you would find with a normal flu. So we'll see. We'll see. So that's the bummer one. You know, We're still in the COVID thing. I'm still wearing masks. Sometimes I'm not wearing a mask. Sometimes I'm in a, uh, I have my own rationale. If I'm in a big box store where I feel like there's higher ceilings, maybe a bit better ventilation than, I feel a little bit safer. But if I'm going into something that's lower ceiling, I always put it on. And sometimes I just like, I'll go in one box store and I'll go in the next box store and I got it on and it's off. And yeah, I don't fucking know. I'm just trying to get this behind us. Can't we all just come together and get this fucking behind us? Now look, moving on to this other topic. This is a silly one. Keywords: silly. You know what? I'll let CNN tell you what I'm talking about.
1: People were getting fatter and we were less active. So I
2: thought, well, maybe there's a way to resolve this. That's Glenn Gaser. He studies the effects of exercise, looking at how many calories you burn while doing things like walking. And after nearly 50 years of research, he got a brilliant idea for a new study from one of his favorite shows.
1: Monty Python, the Flying Circus! I'm a big fan of Monty Python, I mean, I don't see how anyone could not be a fan of Monty Python. And of course, the Ministry of Silly Walks was one of my favorite skits. <laughs> Anyone who's seen the video knows that, wow, that looks like pretty good physical activity. My colleagues and I basically got this idea, wouldn't it be fun to just see how energetically costly those silly walks actually were? Just how many calories they burned. I see. You're really interested in silly walks, aren't you? Oh, rather.
2: And so Professor Geyser conducted a study. He first had 13 volunteers walk normally, and after that, do their best to copy the very silly Mr. Teabag walk and the Mr. Pewdie walk.
1: They watched the video, chuckled a little bit, like, you really want me to do this?
2: Ventilation and gas exchange will record it to measure how much energy they used and calculate how many calories they burned.
1: They had a lot of fun with it. As a matter of fact, I could hear some chuckles underneath the face mask while they were walking. It took me a half a century to come to this, all right? You know, my life's work has been building up to this and it took that long.
2: After measuring the results of the study, it turns out the Mr. Pewdie walk is about as intense as walking normally. It's not particularly silly, is it? But the Mr. Teabag walk?
1: It turned out they were basically burning calories at about two and a half times the rate of normal walking, which is actually quite extraordinary. To give you some perspective on this, walking Mr. Teabag style was actually the equivalent or very similar to running at about five or six miles per hour. If someone just did approximately 11 minutes per day of Mr. Teabag style high energy walking, they would meet the public health guidelines for vigorous intensity physical activity.
0: Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so this guy saw the silly walk of Monty Python and he said, Hey, that looks pretty fucking good for you. Let's throw some people in a lab. Get them doing that silly walk. I don't want to see people out in parks. And streets. I don't want to see the silly walk thing going on. We already look like zombies and fucked up weird people on our phones. People are going across intersections looking down at their phone. People are dying that way. And then we got the silly walkers fucking going around. That fucking terrify me. Uh, a silly walker pack. I get that you are yeah obviously obviously you're burning more calories when you're high stepping through the streets activating your core i can see a lot of good in it but i i don't see somebody committing to the silly walk routine for the next 20 years that's what i do i live in the live in a small farm town in scotland and i just silly walk like an idiot I mean, 11 minutes a day is not too bad. (laughs) Vigorous activity do for 11. I can just feel my back popping. I can feel it. (laughs) So that's from CNN. As always, I post the health topics into the show notes so that you can click and you can read and you can watch yourself and make your own opinions because I'm not here to tell you what is right and what is wrong. I am just an actor, a dummy, someone that has been obsessed with f- health and fitness since he was a young boy running cross country at well street public school in Aurora, which is now a fucking loft.
1: Oh,
0: Other shit. Ha! Ha! Other shit. Okay. Couple things to end the podcast with. Let's fucking do it. Folks. What do I got that you don't have? Well, there's an article, I think it was in the New York Magazine, and this came out about Nepo babies. And boy, oh boy, did it upset some celebrities that are Nepo babies. Now, a Nepo baby is someone whose parents are in showbiz or whatever, and they kind of had a had a step up to get into the business, right? And people like Jamie Lee Curtis have come out and, <laughs> like, they are this disenfranchised group of people that have had it hard, and it's not, I'm not saying it ain't hard. And listen, I love Nepo Babies. If you are a true fan of Hollywood, if you've been reading those gossip rags like I have since my grandma had them beside her toilet when I was a little kid, you love Nepo Babies. Nepo Babies, like Hollywood is the one, you you can have parents that are, Look at Tom Hanks. He, he, his parents were normal, middle class to poor people. He became something. He gave birth to some Nepo babies. He created his own royal family out of nowhere. And that's all it is. And here's my thing. I do love Nepo babies. And I think, uh, yeah, your dad's Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas, like use his connections. Of course. If you got a Nepo... Uh, father <laughs> you're going to use those connections but it's not even just the connections that are valuable here folks as someone that is in this biz a little bit and doesn't have any of those nepo baby <laughs> nepo baby blues it's the wealth of knowledge that they have it's not so much what who they know or who can get you to produce this for you or that or it's it's knowing the industry in a way that other people don't, from the inside out. Tom Cruise, well, let's not think about his kids. Tom Hanks. (laughs) Tom Hanks knows everything about the biz. There's no secrets to him. He knows everything that goes on. Steven Spielberg's kids. So you know what doors not to go through and knock on. Things like that. That is something I didn't have. All my parents knew was that it's hard. This is a hard industry. Very few people make it. That's all they knew. But they didn't know, like, the ins and outs of some casting directors and, oh, they like this, they like that. You know, they, 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 you want to get something picked up for a pilot. They, they, they have so much information. It's not even about the money and connections. It's it for me. It's the value of the information that they have accrued over their career, which is fantastic, and they should use it, and they have used it. And we got we shouldn't have any issues with nepo babies because we are kind of losing this Hollywood charm. We're moving into this new direction with TikTok and social media, where these people are becoming more famous to Gen X and younger people than these old Hollywood types. People are, they're more, they don't give a shit about movie stars like they used to. TikTok and all this shit, that's where we're going. You know, I'd say it is a bit of a dying breed, I feel like, the Nepo babies. And then one day we're gonna have Nepo babies from TikTok people, and uh, hopefully by then I've blown my fucking brains out. Because that shit, the reels, and all that shit, I can feel it sucking sap out of my brain every time i get stuck on it there's a part of me that loves it because it, for the most part it's pretty positive and dumb it's like a vine but but you can feel it's too much i'm at the point now where it's like i'm trying to read books but i'm worried that i'm putting too much into my head i don't, I don't know i don't know how much space i have left well i guess i probably have a lot i'm an idiot but just lay off the nepo babies. We need to cherish them. We need we need Chet Hanks to fucking win an Oscar one day. <laughs> well, I need Colin Hanks to get a little more recognition. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll just send it. You know, I I've talked about this a lot over the pandemic, and I I've I've made it very clear here on this podcast that I. I live out of the city now. It's going to be four years this year that I've left the city of Toronto. Miss it, don't miss it very equally. Probably don't miss it more than I miss it. But, you know, I am an actor and I have to be in the city for things. And with the pandemic, it's really bought me more time to make this decision because it's switched to self-tapes. And I haven't seen my agent since a week before I left the city. So three and a half years ago, finally had a meeting last week with her and I really, I was just really on my head because I wanted to be honest with her. I wanted to let her know that like, look, the self tape thing is the way I want to go. And like, if it goes back to inside, we're going to have to have a discussion. Like I'm not, I'm not prepared to do it again for first calls of commercial. I can't drive in traffic into a city that's only getting worse with traffic, not better. Wait times. I'll, I'll just burn more gas. Every additional cost me like $25. I can't do it. I'm done. I'm finito. So I, I you can only be so honest when you have these agent things. I'm more honest with you guys here, but I think she got it that the the day is coming when that happens and I'll be like, "Look, I think we're done. I think we're finished because I can't go back to that. I can't go into my 40s driving and I, I, I'm, over, I'm 60 days away at any time from having to move. And who knows what the fuck my landlord is going to do this year with all the fucking mortgage shit. He's always trying to go more than he should. And I don't appreciate that. So there might come a time where we got to move. I and mean, if we move, we're moving further away, not closer to the city. We might fucking hop province, hop country. I'm getting my passport for Ireland. I don't know it might be time to just try something for a couple of years go somewhere else so uh yeah this this the, the, this lifestyle i've had since some, uh, in my early 20s to my mid 30s you know it's just done for me it's done for me so i tried to make that clear i think i made it clear to her and when that day comes i'm not going to fear it i'm just going to i'm just going to accept it that it's time to ride off into the sunset with this way of thinking, with this current career idea. And it will pain me because it's been nice to do these self tapes, to book from these self tapes, and now to get residuals from these self tapes. You know, I show, I've shown that I can do it. And I just hope I get the chance to continue to do it. I hope that this is a new hybrid way. Of thinking, There are people that need to go back inside because they do not want to put the effort into the filmmaking required. But that is not me. I'm the one that says, hey, if you don't let me do self-taping, you require me to go inside for those first calls, then put me in the list of people that have stopped because of it. All right, guys. Ninety-one we got it juicy delicious come lose it getting closer to 100 that's exciting I guess gotta get a guest on soon hopefully you're gonna have a return guest on soon' It'd be fun to chat it up but in the meantime we'll just continue on and I will see you hopefully this fast hopefully this fast goes well let's see wish me luck bye guys.